0: Time to get lit. Welcome to my Owning My Truth series. I decided to start this podcast off with a little mini series I called Owning My Truth, where I give you a little insight on a few lessons and mindset shifts I have learned along the way. I thought this would be a good way for you to get to know me better before we got started. After this series, the podcast will transition into weekly episodes and include guest chats from time to time. So let's dive in. All right, I am learning how to breathe again, part of my Owning My Truth series. So... I don't think too many of you in my life right now know that I used to be a competitive swimmer. In fact, um, I used to pride myself in my youth saying that there was two truths. I grew up in a barn and I grew up in a pool. Uh, My relationship with water ran so deep to my core. (sighs) But I would also say that I had this this love-hate relationship with water my whole life. Um, And it started when I was three. My mom said that my first swim lesson, the teacher told me to jump into the pool to her, right? Like most swim teachers do. Um, And apparently I stood at the edge of the pool and I let out a blood-curdling scream like so loud that my mom said that the whole pool stopped and just stared at me. (laughs) I don't remember that day. Um, I just remember my mom talking about it. But I do know that I have a healthy fear for the power of water. And I can only imagine how that would feel at like such a young age. (laughs) But I stuck with it and swimming, swimming became my life. Um, my last swim teacher, I remember distinctly, her name was Pam, and she told me that one day she swore that she would find me, she'd turn on the TV, and she'd find me swimming in the Olympics, and shortly after her telling me that, I left swim lessons, and I joined the competitive swim team at the age of six and the rest was history. I swam all through high school and even a little bit um, as an adult. Um, I was in the pool so much, so much, that I remember being completely embarrassed in PE class because the smell of chlorine would literally seep through my skin whenever I sweat. And I was petrified when other kids would, like, notice sometimes. Um, I don't think they ever knew that it came from me, but they would just, like, say something about smelling something or, like, smelling like a pool. And I was so embarrassed. But, alas, my love for water trumped everything. And naturally, my first job was a lifeguard and then later to become a swim instructor myself. But in swimming, the absence of breath is actually encouraged. Taking the time to breathe actually slows you down. (laughs) The longer you can hold your breath and the longer you can stay underwater, the faster you inevitably swim. It's actually a running joke that swimming is the only sport where you get yelled at for breathing. And when you actually do come up for air and take a breath, you're trained to take super quick, short bursts of air. And I remember a time in life when my favorite place was at the bottom of a pool. I would just sit there and I would try to be as still as possible for as long as I could. I would look at the way the lights reflected off the water, how the calm stillness felt of just sitting there. And that's where I started practicing the absence of breath. It was a whole different world underwater. It was a place where it was actually quiet enough for me to hear my own heartbeat. And it was the only place that I felt completely at home. The best part of being a lifeguard was being able to close the pool. (laughs) I would lock all the doors and turn off all the overhead lights and just like completely unwind underwater. I had no idea what meditation was back then, but I feel like water was that for me. Looking back, I know that that time underwater was my meditation. Um, It recharged me. It It took away my feelings of depression and sadness. It cleansed my soul. And I truly believe that at that time, water was my only escape. Um, If I was ever angry or hurting, I would take that time after closing the pool to submerge myself underwater and just scream as loud as physically possible. I could cry without evidence because my tears would just blend into the world around me. And it's just where I released everything. It was years after my pool days when I really realized that whenever I was angry or sad or upset, that I would hold my breath. (laughs) Like, It was pointed out to me that when I actually allowed myself to cry, my body didn't know how to breathe and cry at the same time. I would gasp for air and gasp for air and I would become so hysterical that I would throw myself into panic attacks because I wasn't getting enough carbon dioxide. And it, it's like those, those emotions, those feelings were actually triggering the habit in me to hold my breath, like I was subconsciously putting myself back at the bottom of the pool where it felt safe, where there was calm, where there was peace, but where there was no breath In the last few years, I have learned the practice of meditation. It is something that I really enjoy, and I'm trying different forms of meditation. And one of that now is breath work. After coming to this realization of how important it is to allow yourself to breathe, to feel in your body, and to to be in that cycle with the environment around you. I now know that I no longer have to hide under the veil of water, that my emotions are valid and that they don't deserve to be stuffed down or hidden. So I am learning to breathe again, literally learning to breathe. Just like the absence of breath allowed me to sink into the presence of water The practice of my breath now helps me to ground myself and become in the flow of the world around me. So, I hope that you take the time to learn how to breathe again. It doesn't slow you down by taking a breath. If you take the time to slow down And take those deep, meaningful breaths and really get into your body. That's when you propel further ahead in life. So I love you. And until next time, talk later. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Let me take this time to remind you, stop dimming your light. Stand brightly because the light is all around you. You do not need outside validation any Embrace every aspect of you and start living truly authentic to your soul. Everything you want is in the light above solitude. If you love what you heard today and you feel called to support my work, you can now do so by buying me a coffee. A donation is never expected but always greatly appreciated by me and my pack. Your support keeps the content flowing and my platform's as ad-free as possible. So head over to lightabovesolitude.com slash support. While you're there, check out all the ways we can connect further with details on my monthly membership, motivational text messages, and links to all my socials. You can even drop me a voicemail by clicking the mic icon in the lower right-hand corner. Until next time, friends, I love you.